are listening to the Cleveland Guardians FanCast, hosted by Quincy Wheeler and Friends, a podcast about the Cleveland professional baseball team and its fans. to the Guardians Party Line episode, just wanted to note that we expressed, uh, we didn't quite get in the recording, but we expressed our concern for Tito, hoping that he's feeling better and hopefully he's able to rejoin the team soon. Uh, Prayers and thoughts with Tito get well. And uh, also, (laughs) we were trying to pay attention to the podcast and the game, so I think only Mike maybe noticed how amazing Bo Naylor's throw was where he did a 360 on a failed pitch out and still threw the guy out. Uh, Very exciting to see Bo Naylor show that he has the defensive chops to be in the bigs and be a successful major league catcher. Give him some time. The bat will come around, and we have ourselves a player, guys. With that said, it's on to the party line. Friends forever. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the Guardians party line. I'm sure we'll have some other folks filter in. Uh, But this is enough for now. It's Quincy, and I'm here with Mike. How you doing? I'm all right. Um, Nobody worry about me. I'm not a bot on the internet or anything. (laughs) Despite what Elon Musk says, he's not a bot. Uh, Allie, how are you? Thriving. Happy to be here. Thriving. Uh, Alyssa, how are you? I'm great because, and I'm going to make an obscure film reference here, um, from the critically acclaimed classic film franchise, The Fast and Furious, um, we know that what's truly important is family. And that's what I'm thinking about right now. So everything's great because we're, we're part of the family. We're family here on the Guardians. No. And our... <laughs> And our business is not your business. So this is the end of the podcast. The rest of it, we're going to keep to ourselves. Have a nice day, everyone. Have a nice day. Uh, All right. Well, yes, more inside Twitter jokes for people that aren't on Twitter. God bless you, folks. We're probably all going to be there before too long. And uh, as we are uh, now having the podcast, the Guardians, of course, are getting Austin Gombered by Brady Singer. Um, and Carlos and, Hernandez. Oh, and now by Carlos Hernandez, yes. So uh, it's 0-0 zero, zero in the seventh. Feels pretty important to win this first game of this Royal Series to Especially me. Especially with how the Twins are playing against the Braves. Like, Joe Ryan only lasted three innings after giving up six runs. Hey, the Braves are good, guys. Yeah, right. the Braves are And the Twins fantastic. are not. You know, the Braves' <laughs> offense is pretty much the exact opposite of the Guardians' offense. They might be the best unit we've seen in the past five years. They're exceptional. And the Guardians Everyone hits the hard. worst offense I've seen in the past five years. So it's only even... I don't know. Cleveland had a team in 2021, too. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was different. That was a different kind of bad. It was like, you know, they were they were good. And then but then when they were bad, they were really bad. Uh, this is just consistently bad for the most part. I mean, the month of June has been a lot better. Don't it's get only June, guys. Come on. Yeah. 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 It, It'll only the month be of June has been a lot better, but 
it is if 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 Naylor and and Jose aren't really Which killing Naylor? the ball. Yeah, true. If Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez aren't killing the ball, then nothing's really happening. Um, Which is not a shot on either of the guys and is not saying they're bad players. Not at all. They're our best hitters on the team. We just want yeah. them to be patient and trust the guys around them. That's all. They just can't. They can't do it all every time. That's that's for sure. Oh, what no, is this? Think... Hernandez is pumping 100. What the heck? Yeah. That is happening. He he does throw hard, but he doesn't throw well. I, Jimenez just missed one. Uh, East Straw took him 350 for a fly out. Like these are not cheapies necessarily, but you know, you're playing at a big stadium. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he does just throw him right over there, doesn't he? <laughs> he sure does. He just he lets it he's, fly. He's like, here's 100 miles an hour. I'm just gonna throw it right over the plate. See what you can do with it. Which isn't we won't the worst do anything, strategy. But... Yeah. <laughs> Is it the worst strategy? Yeah, it's funny. He pumped himself up a little bit for this Bo Naylor at bat because he was at 97 until Bo got to the plate. Now he's at 99-100. Oh, he's like, oh, here's a rookie. I'm going to blow him away. Well, <laughs> he's, he harder. he's found stuff off at least. Oh, got him with the 99 at the knees on the inside corner. That's a good pitch. 99.9. We've been swinging at some horrifically awful pitches way outside of the zone in every way and it drives me insane oh you're also the... seeing the most pitches in the zone in like the american league so it's that you gotta swing more but they seem to be swinging at the exact wrong ones right which is very frustrating <laughs> that is frustrating um and listen to this guys shohei otani's top of the first retired all three batters he faced two on strikeouts Shohei Otani's bottom of the first home run, his major league leading 27th and his 12th in the month of June. Future guard. He's kind of good, isn't he? This is the Shohei Otani fan cast. I am your host, Mike Mahoney. With me is Quincy Wheeler. How are you doing today, Quincy? Oh, doing good. Hey, what about Shohei Otani? Well, I see I, at the top of the first, he struck out two. All right, sorry, this is this is obnoxious. Hey, yeah. Uh, Jail's he really is kind of he is just from another planet like Otani and De La Cruz both just strike me as guys who just are from uh, and, and uh, I shouldn't even mention both in the same sentence because Otani's just out of this world different from anybody but both those guys are the only guys recently I've looked at and said like these are aliens I, I just don't understand how they do what De they La do. De La Cruz is like inhumanely fast like yes. it doesn't matter where he hits it he can hit it right to the first baseman he'll still beat him to it and i'm like i, I want that speed he then is him hitting for the cycle just... the other day too like yeah everything was... he does is like incredible like i could watch him go over four with four strikeouts and feel like it was an honor to be there <laughs> um and Watching him when he was with Dayton last year was like, I've never seen more boom and bust, and I've never seen a boom and bust player boom as often, if that makes sense. Like, he just, everything he did on the field was special, especially on defense. And I think that's a really hard thing to do at like 6'5, six, 6'6, six, six, playing shortstop and being rangy. He, everything's quick, even though he has long arms. It's you you won't get an opportunity to watch a player like him. I hope he stays healthy and has a long career. Yeah. 
Yeah, same way with Otani. I just hope he stays healthy and has a long career. And I realize the Angels don't deserve it, but man, I'd just love to see them make the playoffs. And I just love to see Otani in the playoffs. That'd be pretty amazing. I want to see what a trade deadline where Otani actually gets moved looks like. So I hope they don't make the playoffs. (laughs) I can't even imagine how much people would trade for just two months of Otani, maybe three months if you're like I'll give Rosario and Karen Shack make it a deal. <laughs> I I that would be that is true, Allie. That would be entertaining to see. I guess I'm a little torn on it. it it's not really a conflict for the Guardians because there's no way the Guardians are making the wild card, which is what the Angels would have to do. So that would also require spending some money too. A little that? bit. Spending some money, making some big moves, and I just don't think that our organization will be up for that. I disagree. I, I think that if they're going to make a big move in that way, it's going to be for a pre-arb like guy. I don't think that the money is going to be an issue. I don't think the money will be an issue. I don't think the money would be an issue, but they, they're, I, yeah, there's no way. I don't think they're splashing. I think this I've been year, so used to us. I think I've been so used to us just not having that minority leader that I forget, like, Oh wait, <laughs> we you're, are. No, you're right to po- you're right to point decisions. out that you're right to point out that money is an issue. It, it often is. I just don't yeah. think. I don't think right now it would be, especially because they've been doing so well attendance wise, and um, and that's something you know. that like is huge, especially like when everyone's like, "I'm not gonna go because of the name change," and then when you bring it up to them, they're like well, I still love the team or whatever. And it's like, no, you guys threw a fit and said you wouldn't come up and support them. And now look at our attendance records. We have a hundred, like over a hundred thousand more fans in attendance through this time, this, like this season than we did last season, because regardless of the name, people love our team because they love baseball in Cleveland. And it wasn't as big of a deal as I really was trying to make it out to be. Yeah, I thought those people stink. <laughs> they stink bad. I wish I had more to say about them. It's I'm tired. Like I wish they were tired too. Uh, hey Eli, welcome. Hello, Hello. I'm here. <laughs> Eli has joined us from the red couch. Listen, I got this red couch for forty dollars at a church rummage sale, and I've had it since 2014. And it is like the best piece of furniture on earth, and everyone in my family hates it. <laughs> I think it's I, a sleigh. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just noticed it. Yeah. I mean, that's typically where I do these podcasts if the game is still happening, because this is where I watch the games from. Because so it's really not a a couch, but it's like like I guess it's a love seat. It's smaller than a couch, but it's bigger than a chair. And it's like the perfect place for me to sit like horizontal on it. It's great. I love it. Hey, well, so guys, uh, seven innings of shutout, one hit, one one walk ball from Gavin Williams. And yet we haven't done anything. It's okay. We have a role as Chapman. Yay. Our old friend, a role as Chapman, who's pitching like better than he ever has. Why is he pitching me eighth all the time? This team makes no sense. Well, why would the Royals? I mean, but 
but Mike, it makes sense. He's facing the top of the order. Isn't that where you'd put him? That's where I'd put him. Every time I've watched this team, though, I'm I'm talking. I pop in on MLB TV every now and again, oh. and I see your oldest Chapman pitching like the bottom of the order in the eighth inning because they oh. want to pitch Scott Barlow in the save situation, oh. trying to get his trade value okay. up too. Okay, so you're telling me this is just randomly it happens it's to be the top of our order. They just pitch him in the eighth no matter what. Okay. They're sick. For a second there, I thought that it was the Kansas City Royals being analytically inclined, but it's the Never. opposite. Never. <laughs> oh well, I was gonna say. I mean, I thought that bringing him in here. See, I I don't I don't have whatever kind of psychological problems you do that you tune into Royals games when the Guardians aren't playing. So I didn't know about this. I didn't realize <laughs> being in Twitter jail was that bad. Yeah, it's, yeah, my, it's the bottom. It's the Mike's automated it. response in me. I spam Royals, um, Royals late inning games. Mike's in jail. The only thing to do in jail is go back and watch all the Royals games from 2023. Your sentence the gets are reduced. <laughs> Yeah, oh that that's what his sentence was. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes They're sense. They're 22 and 56, and I have more losses than them. <laughs> um so I was I was trying to think uh I, what came to mind for me is that like I was thinking about what my pet peeves are for Guardians players, like things that Guardians players do that just just annoy the heck out of me. And I was thinking of like the opposite end of things, like things they do that just delight me. And uh, and of course, the, the latter is more fun to think about. But I wonder if you guys have thoughts about this. I'll start off while you think. Um, I think my pet peeve is tied between Miles Straw taking borderline strikes and Josh Bell taking borderline strikes. And I'm going to give the edge to Josh Bell only because Josh Bell can actually do something with those pitches. And Miles Straw, I'm sometimes torn whether I would rather see him try to take a strike and hope they call it a ball or swing the bat. Apologies, Eli. I know I love Miles Straw as a defender. He just can't hit worth a darn right now uh, in the past couple of years. But uh, so I think I'll go Josh Bell taking borderline pitches as my my uh, pet peeve. And then my delight, again, kind of a tie between that um, that. Uh, Emmanuel Classe down and in cutter that just disappears into the netherworld and Jose Ramirez hitting inside fastballs because I just delight. You know, in seeing, I delight in seeing his wrists being that quick. His wrists are so quick and that's how he's become the player that he is. And I'll give the edge to Jose there barely. So anyone else have thoughts about a pet peeve and a, and a personal delight? Yes, Eli. Oh, I, I am ready. I did not even have to think about this. All right. My biggest pet peeve is Andres Jimenez sliding headfirst into first base. Oh, so true. Never do so that again. Every time, like, I hate it so much. So true. Yes. Sweet He's boy, Andres. I mean, I think it. I have like, like it triggers me because of Kenny Lofton, but like also just like, don't do that. Please, please. I hate it. Um, but I think, I mean, I guess probably a lot of us are going to have delight in Jose Ramirez because he's an easy person to have delight in. But like the way that he has super long at bats is one of my um favorite things on earth. And I always think about like I think about this like once a week, probably. And that's probably weird. But like that time back in like whatever year that was when we were playing the Astros and we were losing like eight to two in the eighth inning. And then he had like an 18 or 17 pitch at bat and then doubled. And then we came back and won. I think about that all the time. And that's like quintessential Jose. And I love when he does that. Ah, 
those are both excellent choices. Uh, who else has one? Alice? Uh, my pet peeve we kind of touched on earlier is sometimes I feel like we don't have a good eye on the ball and we swing at everything that's out of the zone. We don't have the patience and yet we miss the right pitches. And I feel like that's a lot of our batters. I, like we saw it from Jose and Josh the other day, uh, but I feel like it happens to a lot of our batters. Um, we know my one delight, but I won't speak the obvious um, about Eli Morgan. You could, you could for sure say his changeup. I mean, you can say whatever you want, but I, somebody. Oh, I just love Eli Morgan. Change. Period. But yeah, his <laughs> his changeup is great, and the changeup and slider combined with the fastball that's not as fast as others, but like you have like a difference in very good controlled pitches and different speeds. Um, also, he has the lowest ERA out of the pen, but whatever we'll just we'll just keep making excuses to not talk about him anyway but my other delight is Stephen Kwan's reactions anytime any of our players get like a big hit like he just looks like a little kid he gets so excited jumping up and down in the pen and or in the dugout and I absolutely love that those those are great choices I do think someone may choose it but I I, I Eli Morgan's uh, Bugs Bunny changeup is definitely up there for me. Like I love it when he just absolutely pulls the string on guys, which he does all the time. And uh, and I love to see it when he strikes somebody out with that changeup. That is that is up there. Allie, what'd you have? Um, my pet peeve might be controversial because I know there are a lot of people who are rooting for this, but for me, it is when Stephen Kwan is aggressive in the batter's box and just swings right away because that's not what he's good at. That's not what makes him great. I feel like we're a better team when he's annoying for pitchers. Um, and there are a lot of people that are saying he needs to swing earlier in counts. And I just, every time he does that, I feel like he just hits a weak ground ball and does nothing with it. So that's my new pet peeve that's developed in the last week or so. I wholeheartedly agree with that. And maybe and I wholeheartedly I disagree. I'm somewhere in the middle, but uh let but uh but I wonder if you have a delight, Allie, before we diagnose. Oh, that's a good idea. Pet I do. My delight is Josh Naylor stealing bases because there's never a need. Um but <laughs> you it don't expect it. and he looks so happy. And he's actually super good at it. I mean, yeah. not fast, but he is smart about it and he'll no, get it most not. of the time, which is saying it's something. It's like you're not expecting it. It's like this is the last guy who's going to be stealing bases. The next thing you know, Josh is at oh. second. <laughs> Bay- Baymax, Jif, I am not fast, but somehow he gets it done. <laughs> well, he gets great jumps, partly because like teams fall asleep on him a little bit, but also he just has really good instincts. And yeah. Sandy is known for giving people some good instruction on what to look for. And he just happens to do that very well. It's awesome. I also love it when Josh Naylor steals bases. He's got that De La Cruz in him. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's got now, that before we come back to Allie's pet peeve that everybody wanted to dive in on, which is must be a good pet peeve then. Uh, and Mike, did you have a pet peeve and a delight? I, I got a retro, a throwback um, pet peeve, and it's not really performance related, but y'all remember um good friend of the organization, Corey Kluber. Mm-hmm. Um, I always hated, um, I loved watching Corey Kluber, but I always hated how after he threw a pitch, he'd lick his hand and pimp, you know, you know, like with the shirt, like he'd, he'd do this. It always really bothered me. And he'd do it like 
after giving up home runs, like as the ball's leaving, he'd be doing this. And how it, how often do you think about this that this is your pet peeve? Well, we just often. saw him give up a lot of home runs. Yeah. We saw him give up eight consecutive hits. So and then he like, got his he, first career save against the twins. Bless, bless <laughs> that man. We love Good and respect you. Corey Kluber always and forever. However, um, I will always think about him him pimping his his home runs and and his strikeouts like it was it was kind of cool too sometimes but otherwise no um my joy is josh naylor getting into really long at bats because he refuses to stop swinging at pitches that are just comically out of the zone and then getting on base anyway it's it's exactly what you don't want a player to do, but he's very good at doing it. And like we gave Oscar a hard time for doing this sort of thing, but I think Josh Naylor's even better at it. And I'm I not think, sure how. Like it's almost I, impossible some of the things he gets his bat on. I I think Josh Naylor really illustrates what I always said about Oscar is that he would be a good player if he could just have longer at bats. He doesn't have to take walks. He just has to earn himself a strike. And the thing is about baseball, it is hard to throw the ball where you want to throw the ball. So yep. even if you're trying to throw something just outside the zone, chances are eventually something's going to leak back over the plate. And when it does, Josh Naylor's going to hit it a country mile. And that's what happens. So same thing would happen with Gonzalez if he could just get there, you know, but he oftentimes doesn't. And, and that's what I think Naylor does. Early on in the bat, he'll take a pitch in the dirt and then he'll get himself a strike to hit. That's my theory. But I do love that choice of a delight because it is a delight because it's one of those one of those ex, one of those experiences uh, where you have, you know, frustration, but then delight. So, oh, no. What is Trevor Stefan doing? Double allowing a double. Stop it. Stop read it. The, the first pitch, it's like he wasted no time to let you know it was one of those. I I saw Mike say that he gave him a heartburn, so I knew he had to give up something. Yeah, I don't know why, like he's throwing like these get me over strikes to first pitches or people and they're an 86 mile an hour slide right in the middle of the zone. No wonder these Kansas City weak featherweight I, hitters. To go up what Allie just put in the chat about how Quan, like, you know, he's a breather, he's a little day mm -hmm. off. There was a graphic posted earlier of every player in the MLB who has played in every game for their team. And I think there was maybe one or two games we didn't start Quan, but he has played in every single game. It's like he's a consistent a consistent player, but like he needs a day off. <laughs> I would agree. Yes. Yeah. I, I think agree. that's more the issue with um because he's been going through it a bit at the plate especially relative to most of last year, like beyond May. Basically. And yeah. And, and so when you're not going great, you get caught in between. You think, oh, it's time for me to change things that I normally wouldn't change. To Allie's point about her pet peeve, about that being like, is he's going to roll over? He's trying to do too much with pitches that are in the zone when he's swinging early. He's trying to do too much with pitches with two strikes. He's swinging and missing a whole lot more than usual, just in general. He's striking out more than he has at the major league level. I need to double check this, but I'm pretty sure he's striking out more than he consistently has since like a ball. And it's just not his game. He's not in his zone. And, you know, Tito's usually good about figuring out when to give a guy a day, but their outfield situation has been so bizarre that it really hasn't, um, it hasn't materialized for whatever reason. And like, I know, oh, go ahead. Oh, I mean, I was going to say, I did think I heard Tito say that he wanted to give everyone 
a day like at some point here before the all-star break um so hopefully Quan's gonna get a day they're gonna need it unless they seriously need like a pinch runner he needs just a full game off because he's right. completely off his feet. Yeah. That's the other thing is yeah. giving everyone. But I do, I do hate when he swings. Well, it's like you want him to be pesky and you don't want your leadoff hitter generally to hack at the first pitch. It's not what you want. Um, it's not what you come to the ballpark to see to uh, paraphrase Joe Girardi. But um, it's just, I think he needs to show that he can do damage. And those are pitches, like some of them are set on a team. And if you're going to take them every time, like you, you need to show that you can punish that pitch, that they need to be a little bit more thoughtful about what they're presenting to you on the first pitch. Cause he doesn't always roll over on that. I saw Greg talking about it on Twitter with you, Allie. And I think that Greg probably said what I would say to you just from my own little perspective is that I think Quan's probably trying to be a little aggressive to get, to to play to get the pitchers to give to stop being so aggressive against him if he's aggressive at the beginning of counts and gets and hammers a couple pitches pitchers will have to give longer at bats eventually to him so yeah i know what you mean though it it does it's tough when guys aren't doing what it is that they're best at doing those were good lists i like that i like to see that I see that we just allowed the Royals to score a run, so that's exciting. Oh, oh my. We <laughs> does my boyfriend effing suck? Oh wait, wrong picture. Whoops. I just looked, I just looked at man. the screen to see a replay of the ball being thrown supposedly toward home plate and going like not there at all. So that was Oh my gosh, this was all Trevor Stefan, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, Trevor Stefan. <laughs> Oh my goodness. He did oh, his job. No. He did his job. He just all except he for the was... part like he was like a fielder. <laughs> he did his job. He got the pitch he needed and but just uh that first Where was he throwing that? You just I can't threw it too hard. Threw you it know way who too can hard. field Eli Morgan. You Jack just can't, you can't throw an eighty six mile an hour fastball down the middle of the plate to somebody. That's the problem. So <laughs> Oh, Bo again. Bo gunning people down. He uh he definitely has an arm out there, guys. Watch out for that. That was a hard pitch to catch, too. Yeah. But yeah. I thought Bo was a bust. Don't run on Bo. Yeah, quad A player. <laughs> guys, We've we uh, we really need the Guardians to figure out a way to win this game. That's all I can say. They really need to figure out a way to win. I'm going to be so mad if we lose this after the way Gavin pitched. Uh, we can't I'm behind to the Royals. We can't. Oh, uh, but we so can, right? That's the brand. That's that's what they aspire to do every day is to show you the worst way to lose a baseball game. I'm, I'm trying behind so on the game. To... So I, I just saw the throw down the second, which is like little jump spin at the beginning. How did Bo do that? I don't know. That's why I was saying, like, it was set up to be a pitch out, but then the pitch didn't even go, like, where they were planning it to go. Like, Stefan couldn't even do the pitch out right. Oh, that's just a bad day. Bo Bo has an absolute cannon. That's how he did it, so. You know who else has a cannon? Gabriel Arias. True. (laughs) Funny you should mention Gabriel Arias. How do you like his haircut? Is that a pet peeve? I didn't see yeah, it. Actually, yeah. I haven't seen his haircut. Yeah. Are you um, bringing this up out of the blue? Because I've been thinking all this time that we've been letting him not play baseball. We should send him to the barber. 
We should I'm going to send the picture in the group chat. So for anybody who's not on, they get to see this beautiful little haircut of his. It's really, it's, it's quite a, unfortunate. It's something else. <laughs> it's not and then my like delight other haircuts. Would be Eli's hey, haircut. If you could, if you could play, oh. short, if you could play shortstop like like he can, he can cut or not cut his hair however he wants. I don't care. Did you see Quincy. what it looks like? I I hate it. Quincy, you need to see it before uh, you. I have it. feelings, and they're not good. They shouldn't be good. They're better. Oh good. my goodness! <laughs> he does wear a hat a lot, so he should keep wearing a hat. He got Gabby, that with a bowl. Should, Gabby, he we're rooting glue for the hat you. To his head, like this is the, like the worst bowl of all time, Quincy. Yeah, that's... this bowl is like uh, oddly shaped, <laughs> like a plate bowl. <laughs> you can't play shortstop every day until you get a better haircut. Like uh until then you're a right fielder. I think he used a Panera bread bowl to cut his hair, I think. After he'd snacked on a little bit. Explains the puff in the front. Yeah. Gabby, we're rooting for you. Come on. Oh, uh, we love you. But take me to your barber. I, I have some <laughs> words. Okay, guys. Well, I'm gonna root for the Guardians figuring out how to win this game, and we're gonna call it a night. So everybody, okay. uh, when you come back to this podcast, just know how sad we were and how happy we were in just another 10-15 minutes. See you later. This has been the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. You can find us on any major podcast platform. Please remember to like, subscribe, download, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.